Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here are your hosts, Cordell Riley and Evan Hackle. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Training Unleashed. Today is an exciting um, chat that we're going to have. I'm joined again with Evan Hackle and Cordell Riley. Haven't seen them in a couple of weeks. But today we're going to do a 10-minute training tip chat. And we're excited to kind of recap and share with all of our listeners some of the top training tips that we've learned over the past month. So welcome, Evan and Cordell. How are you doing today? Awesome. Doing really good, Megan and Evan. How are you guys doing? Really, really well. It's been a great day. Has been great. Well, let's go ahead and kick off today. Um, And again, thank you to all of our listeners. Hopefully you'll enjoy this. Um, Evan, let's go with our first training tip that we chose with Bill Gauthier. And that is going to be the three what's of training can help share a person's behavior. First, I asked what happened. Then I asked, well, so what? And then I say, now what? What are you going to do in the future? Evan, tell us a little bit about how you feel about that. Well, first off, it's a really cool tip. uh, Because the first one is really an observation of what's actually happening. Okay, and then the so what is, does it matter? Does it need to be improved? You know, not everything needs to be improved. Some things are working just fine. Um, Or what exactly needs to be improved? And, you know, a lot of times people uh, look at problems and just jump to solutions. So if you sit back and say, okay, what's really happening? And then why does it matter if we fix it? What would it impact? And then this gets into an important part of, you know, return on, on, on your investment in training. So when you look at this next part and you say, well, if, okay, we, we got a closing rate of 30% or we have a net promoter score of 22% or whatever it is, you can then say, well, what would the economic impact be to the company if we could change those numbers? You know, closing rate went from 30% to 36%. It's a 20% increase in sales. Very, very significant. So now the question is, okay, if you did that and you now know what the you now know what the, the win is, what you need to do and what the win is, then you now say, what's next? So how do we do that? What are the things that we need to do to make that change actually happen? And as you know, via what we do in the Dakin process, where we you know doing a design curriculum um, workshop, is the solutions to problems are not always one thing. There are lots of different solutions. And Sometimes it's e-learning, sometimes it's live, sometimes it's sales aids, uh, some, sometimes it's conversations and discussions with, pe- with certain key people. So um, I think these are three really good questions for people to ask. What's happening? So what? And now what now? And um, might not have said it perfectly, but those, that's, that's the key. So there you go. I agree. And I think it's a wonderful training tip and love that you mentioned kind of the curriculum design workshop because it also depends on who you're asking, you know, where some companies will just create a training solution in a corner office 30,000 feet above. So it's great, you know, to really dig in like that. Thank you so much, Evan. You're very welcome. Cordell, I'd like to kind of pick your brain about this next training tip from Hal Lamb. He says, make training fun and interactive. Don't just talk and talk and talk nonstop. Make it funny. Make people participate. Make it memorable and make it emotional. Kind of talk to us about that and what you think. Your point. Make training fun and interactive. 
Don't just talk and talk. Make it funny. Make people participate. You know, that's just something that I think is so incredibly important when you're getting ready to deliver or put on a training session. You know, think about yourself. And Megan, obviously, when you're starting this off, you're starting off with high energy. You're talking. You're making great comments. You're bringing a certain energy to it versus a very monotone, saying at the same level, no voice inflection, nothing like that. That's not going to resonate with people. But if you have high inflection, you have high energy, you're bringing excitement to it, that's going to evoke emotions from your class, and that's going to pull your class into it. It's going to get everybody involved. Nobody's thinking, okay, how much longer is this person going to be here? What's next do I get to do? They are engaged. And something else that I, you know, I really do believe in, I really believe that laughter is therapeutic. Just think about that for a second. Laughter is therapeutic. If you get people to laugh, you get them to have a little bit of fun, it's going to break down those walls. People are not going to be defensive. They're going to be receptive to really hearing the message. Uh, a couple of things that are encourage people to really caution you to think about when you're thinking about doing this, you know, use natural humor. Uh, and what do I mean by that? I'm not saying you have to be a jokester or a prankster or have tons of jokes ready to go, but look for opportunities in the class to look for those natural type of humor moments. So Megan, you talked about picking brains, you know, my comment back, maybe hopefully you thought it was funny about, I'm not sure there's a lot here to pick. Just look for those natural interactions that you can do that really bring that livelihood, those type of things to the audience. Uh, he also talked about participation. You know, I really do believe that people learn best by doing. So what are some ways that you can get your audience to have fun and also participate while you're going through? You know, get them to do a share. If you came out and talked about a point that you're trying to make in the training, Ask for some audience share. Okay, if we talked about this, has anybody done this? Share your perspective. So that gives you another opportunity to kind of reinforce things. It also gets your audience engaged. So I can't say enough about these two items. I think they're so important. So fun and participation, certainly two key items. Thank Hal for bringing those up for us. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we are primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to Tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net. Evan, we're going to go back to you. Um, Travis Huff has shared um, a great kind of tip for some of our audience to learn says invest in a screen share recording system to streamline training. Almost a little bit like how we're recording our session now, but maybe with some interaction. What's he talking about there, Evan? I think one of the opportunities that we have in training is using new technology. So right now we're doing this on Zoom, which is a really great interactive tool. It's very easy to use. There, there's some other ones I'm not as big a fan of that are that you know we're older technology uh, don't show as big a picture not as easy to share screens things like that but here here's the reality is we all know live training is incredibly effective uh, very motivational and uh, is a good part of a comprehensive training program at the same token we also know how incredibly expensive it is to fly people in uh, particularly if your company is, you know, international or or just in the U.S. or regional for that matter, if the airline tickets, the cost of training goes way, way up. 
The other thing we know is that training for a full day is very difficult for retention of information and knowledge. So what Travers was really talking about was to look at technology like Zoom to be able to bring back training to being live or interactive where you can see a person's face and you can see their emotions, et cetera, which is what you really get with Zoom. Zoom should be paying us for this, by the way. Uh, and, uh, and, um, and, the, uh, and what you can do with that is, A, save money on airfare. B, um, you can um, make them shorter classes and just do more. So if you have, you know, one eight-hour day, which is really six hours of training, uh, you could do literally 12 half-hour uh, pieces that are much more bite-sized, much easier for people to remember. Uh, you can also do follow-up. And so if you one training class, you talk about something, the next one you can begin with, how, you know, how did people do implementing it? So there's a lot of options with what you have now with new technology. And it's an opportunity for us to think about our leader-led training. Uh, as you know, we develop a ton of leader-led training uh, in the company. And even if you said, hey, you know what? Let's just do a pre-class with leader-led, uh, with, excuse me, via the internet. So people are ready. And then a post-class as a follow-up, you know, is a great way to just take what you're doing in that day and build it and make it better. Um, the other possibilities are to record these type of classes and then you can, you know, uh, upload them uh, into your LMS like we can, and you can actually, you know, make them courses. Uh, if you do that, though, it's really important that they're really short segments, like 15 minutes, because we all know with e-learning, the longer they get, it's just too easy to get distracted and people look at their email and all that, that other stuff. Uh, I think this tip is fantastic. I really think, you know, that the breakthrough technologies like Zoom make a difference, and we ought to be looking at that and how we can apply that into, the, into our training curriculum, not training curriculum, into our training methodologies and, and options to use. Um, uh, Megan, it is your turn to share the total team tip of the, of, the, of the month. Awesome. Thank you so much, Evan. Here we go. <clears throat> the training cycle is never complete until the trainee is able to show someone their competence in a step. I think this is a great tip, um, Evan and Cordell. It really takes to take the training to another, another level when all of a sudden you're going to assess, well, I trained them. How come they can't do the job? And people will say, my training consists of A, B, and C, you know, orientation, read this document, watch a video, take a test. Boom, they're done. And then they find out that that person in the real life scenario is just not as competent as we really thought they would be. So it kind of goes back into the design of the training. And our team does a great job with this and our clients on building some interactive assessments. And you can do that pre-assessments. You can take a test. We love to build some interaction building. For example, a technician that's learning how to apply you know, a new brake to a car, we can build some great interactive training where you kind of move pieces around, and then voila, the brake is applied correctly, or do our hand-washing videos. That way, you can really see that they practice in a sort of live environment, and then, of course, live certifications best. To make that part of your training checklist as a company, that would be great. And not for nothing, but the learner, once they really get to practice it, 
kind of in a live environment than in a live and then get certified, their confidence level will be much greater and they'll be ready to really get out there and perform their job. So I really do like this, that there's a whole cycle, number one, that's a huge word in this tip, and then looking for competency and just how one measures competency. I think it's a great tip. What do y'all think? Uh, Megan, I think it's a great tip. You know, we talked about um, earlier the importance of entertaining and jokes and, and things to keep people engaged, and that is important. But if that's all you do, then all you're doing is make people happy. You know, there's a level one assessment which essentially is a smile sheet. Were people happy? Did people, did people like going to your training? And you know what? That's great. We want them to like it. What really matters is do they actually learn something? And that's a level three assessment where you actually check and verify. And that's what you're talking about. And that's what it's really all about. It's about people knowing how to do what you're trying to train them to do. So I, I think you're right that that step, which is, by the way, not done most of the time, is critical to actually measuring success. Cordell? Yeah, I couldn't agree more, guys. You know, you think about training, and training should be objective-based. You know, after taking this training, the training will be able to do X, whatever that X might be, and going out and going onto the floor, going into whatever the environment is, and actually seeing that person doing it, can they perform that activity or that process or that step, as the tip said, it's so critical, and most time people don't do it, but Megan, to your point, we try to do it in simulations that we do in e-learning, but if it's somebody who's going to do it in a live environment, actually seeing that person on the floor doing that is so important. And obviously, we know we're focused on level three, but this helps us to get to level four. It's that ROI that you know we're getting the return on the training that we're looking for. So great tip, very, very important. Well, I think this is going to conclude today's 10-minute training chat try to say that really fast 10 times. Um, but I really enjoyed um, hanging out with you today, Evan and Cordell, and I always love recapping these training tips. So again, thank you for all of our listeners for Training Unleashed, and we look forward to connecting with you again for our next episode. This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.